Hi friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Today's episode was requested by a listener. They really enjoyed our breakdown of thriller tropes from season one, episode four, and asked if we could do it for romance. And here we are. Gwen and I love thrillers, but we also enjoy some romance. In today's episode, we're going to talk about popular romance tropes, which ones we like and which ones we don't. We are so excited to have our very first guest joining us today. With us, we have Brie Hill, a self-proclaimed unapologetic romance reader. Brie, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Where can listeners find you? Hey, so yeah, I'm Brie Hill and I chat about romance on Instagram. My account is Falling for Romance. Links to Brie's social media will be available in the notes of today's episode. Make sure you check her out. So a quick reminder before we get started that our book discussion of Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson is coming up on February 15th. So our very next episode, you still have plenty of time to read it and join us for the discussion. Before we jump into today's topic, we always share what we're currently reading. So Brie, what are you currently reading? I'm currently reading two books. The first is is Deeper by Rilsey Adams, which is the follow-up to a previous novella that she put out called Go Deep, and I loved it. And I'm also reading No Rest for the Wicked by Cressley Cole, which is book two in her Immortals After Dark paranormal romance series. I love that. <laughs> so I'm currently reading um, a Pepper Winters book. I picked it up at random. Like I didn't really have a plan. I know we always talk about having a plan on like what you're going to pick up next, but I didn't because <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready to start my February TBR yet. And I kind of finished with my <laughs> January TBR. So I'm like, what am I going to pick up? And I know this book, it's like super thick. It's like 560 pages. It's called Unseen Messages. And I've kind of been in a romance kick. So this show is perfect because I know I'm going to get some recommendations from you. But I was just like, I'm going to pick this one up. It's not on audiobook. I'm probably not going to finish it like in a couple days. It's going to take me a while. But I started that one last night. I'm about 50 pages in and I love Pepper Winters. So nice. <laughs> I am not in a romance mood. <laughs> I've been like knocking out the thriller books at the moment. So I am currently reading The Wife Upstairs. I just started it this morning. And I was listening to it on audio while I was like cleaning my house and putting laundry away and stuff. So, I mean, it's okay for now. I'm not far enough into it to really know if I like it or not. And people say it's like a Jane Eyre retelling, but I've never read Jane Eyre. So I have no clue if it's a retelling or not. Um, (laughs) But a lot of people said it's kind of like The Last Mrs. Parrish, which is one of my favorite books. But I don't know if that's like they should be comparing it or if that's like giving away stuff. I'm not sure because like I really don't know. I'm not far enough, but it's like about this like normal or actually I shouldn't even say normal. It's about a woman named Jane who used to be a foster child, which, oh my gosh, you guys, the last (laughs) three books I've read all talked about foster kids. I don't know how this happened. Yeah, it's really weird. So I was like scrubbing the toilet and then they were like, yeah, I was a foster child. And I was like, what? But anyway, so she like goes on to start dating this like widowed billionaire person or whatever and is like different like POVs or whatever. So you're also hearing from other people. And I don't know if like he killed his wife or where she is or what's going on. Cause like the title is the wife's upstairs. And I'm like, what? I don't know. So I'm keep, I'm very confused at the moment. Have you read that one, Brie? I have it and I have not read it. I was actually chatting with a girlfriend a couple of days ago and I was like, I feel like 
maybe the wife upstairs needs to be my next book. And she knows that I like Rebecca by Daphne Damari is one of my favorite books. And she's like, I heard it's like a Rebecca retelling. I'm like, how many retellings is this book? Yeah, right. Yeah, so so I haven't read Rebecca or Jane Eyre, but I really did like that book. Um, I don't think if people go into it looking for the retelling that it's going to be there. And I don't think The Last Mrs. Parrish is going to be a like, I don't think that's a good comparison, but like, I really enjoyed it. So I hope both of you do as well. Like Jacqueline, you're currently reading it. Brie, I hope you love it. I just get excited because like, so that's a thriller, right? It's Mm -hmm. more, but it feels like kind of like the gothic literature is coming back. And I feel like after the year that we had in 2020, we need some dark and spooky gothic yeah. literature. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, go. yeah. it has a so beautiful cover too. It does. It does. All right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. I'll start off with one of my favorite tropes and that's hate to love or enemies to lovers. So two people who hate each other usually for ridiculous reasons, I'll admit, end up overcoming their differences and fall in love. I know Jacqueline is not a fan of this one. (laughs) What about you, Brie? You know what? I side with Jacqueline on this one. Oh, yes. But one of my favorite books of 2020 was fell into this category. But yeah, if I see that that's in the summary, I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I'm so glad. I I feel like everyone and like literally... I think like 90% of romance books that are published right now are like hate to love. And I'm like, nope, you're not on my list. (laughs) There's been some really good ones, like The Trouble with Hating You by Sashini Patel. Loved that one. It's about our main character who is a fiercely independent engineer. She walks out on the man that her parents try to set her up with, and then they end up working side by side at her job. Loved that one. And then of course, the one that everybody knows about the hating game by Sally Thorne. Mm, it's been a that while book. since I've read that. And I'm like, I want to know, cause like I've heard so, I heard so many good things when I read it and that is why I read it. And then I absolutely loved it. But then since that time, it's been a couple years and I've heard more and more negative stuff. I'm like, do I love it? Do I need to reread it to find out? I don't know. Was that one of your five stars, Gwen, that you just were like, oh, I'm in a great mood today. Here's five stars. (laughs) You know what? You better stop picking on me. I have been harsh with books this year. It's funny because I'm the opposite and I'm like, oh no, I'm turning into Gwen. Somebody help me. (laughs) I'm rubbing off on you. We're trading positions. So if you don't know, The Hating Game by Sally Thorne is an office romance between Lucy and Joshua um, and they're trying to outdo each other for a promotion and of course hate to love so I don't know so you didn't like it Jacqueline you didn't like it Mm -mm. I think I gave it like two stars see I haven't read that one but I read 99% mine by her and I might have tried something I I can't remember but I was like I don't think she's for me okay I will say okay I read of course the hating game first which I think was her debut I'm not 100% positive but I read that one and then I read 99% mine which I think is her sophomore novel and then I think she has a new book coming out in 2020 this year 2021 but I hated 99% mine like I was like is this the same author? Like I had to check like five times, like Sally Thorne with an E, Sally Thorne <laughs> with an E. I was like, what, who? I was like, did she have a ghostwriter on the first book? Because wow. this second book is like not good. So I really did. I do remember really enjoying it, but 99% mine is not where it's at. So the reason that I don't like hate to love is because I don't think that romance should start with hating somebody. 
I don't know. I guess it's because my husband is like so nice. And so I just don't agree with when I see characters in books that like are hating each other. I just don't think that that is a great romance that's starting out. I'm like, no, you just want the cinnamon rolls, Jacqueline. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, no, not even that, but it's like, why would you want to like hate somebody and then really you liked them? Like, why were you being mean to them? You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. Right. Feel like first grade where it's like, yeah. he's picking on you because he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I just, oh, love it. No. <laughs> I just recently read what dating you, hating you by Christina Lauren, which is also like a, you know, hate to love thing. Um, and they were pulling pranks on each other. And I just oh, was gosh. like living for it. I just, I mean, I didn't like the book that much, but <laughs> The pranks part, I was living for it. Like I love pranking people, but like my husband hates being pranked. So I can't really do that. So maybe that's why I love this trope so much is because like, it's my fix, you know? See, I don't know. And I would hate to be pranked. So I would hate that book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes the pranks just become petty and it's like, they do. They especially do. when one of the characters and it's usually the hero who's like, okay, I've had enough of this, but she won't stop. So now I like, <laughs> have to keep going and it's just like okay chill out but I mean that becomes the story and yeah yeah Yeah. so um do you have any good hate to love recommendations anybody or is it just me over here I back you with the trouble that with hating you that was like my favorite book of 2020 and I mean the hate to love aspect didn't last long that's what I liked about it so Yeah. yeah Yeah, I agree. So next up, what trope do we have? So we have second chance romance next. This is when a character missed their chance the first time and are about to encounter a second chance. Maybe they had a bad divorce and are looking for a new love or former loves rekindle their passion for one another. Any of you guys like this one? I like this one. (laughs) Yeah, we know (laughs) one. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, but Bray likes this one too. What about you, Jacqueline? Um, it's okay. It's it's like, the thing is, is like, it's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, second chance. Like I need to read this book. It's just like, I don't think I have read a book that I like disliked with it. Actually, that's not true. I'm half and half. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like it, kind of not. Yeah. It just depends on how it's played out. My thing with second chance romance is because it took me a long time to get into it. And I still sometimes don't like it, but like, if it's a stupid reason that they broke up in the first place, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. Um, but what I, I do like seeing, kind of like we're seeing the marriage in trouble. I kind of group that with second chance romance or yeah. they were married and they got divorced and now they're back together. We're seeing that a little bit more. So I think that there's ways to get creative with second chance. I also really like like childhood sweethearts who never really got together and now they're yes. back in the same space. Mm-hmm. I just want to see authors be creative because they're like, oh, we broke up and now we're trying again. I'm like, okay, we're, we're bored with that. Yeah, I yeah. think exactly what you said is what I do like because I love the marriages like kind of breaking apart and then getting back together. And then some of the ones where I read where it was like, yeah, childhood. And then they got back together later on. I've liked those. So yeah, it kind of reminds me of like what you said, like, it's not even they have to like fully like break up even like a marriage mm-hmm. or something like in all your perfects. It's kind of like that they have like a problem within the marriage, but then they like overcome that. I almost feel like that counts. I mean, I'm not sure. Are we but... talking about realistic things here? when? <laughs> I know, Jacqueline, stop. I know that's your favorite. Okay, so my favorite second chance romance is Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. And I know a lot of Christina Lauren fans do not like this one. 
but it really worked for me personally. Um, the ending wasn't the best, but I loved it up until the ending. So I will forgive the ending. It's um, a book about a decade apart, childhood sweethearts reconnect for their second chance. And <laughs> love it. That's the one with the like orangish yellow mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, with the little white papers. Yeah. I really yeah. liked that one. For mine. So we were talking about the marriage aspect. So the Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. Love that one because yeah, like they're in the middle of getting a divorce and then um, like the husband is like fighting to keep the marriage alive. And I love that so much. Um, and then even talking about that, it kind of made me think of After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I love that one too, because they do separate for a year because they're having marriage problems. And then like you figure out, okay, did that work? Like, did you miss the person? Did you not miss the person? So those are like the two that I think are like my favorite that I've read that are kind of second chance romance. Okay. Mine is... My first one is Undeniable by Melanie Harlow. She's one of my faves. And <laughs> I'm writing all of these down. <laughs> I, you're going to pull her up on Goodreads and be like, she looks like a romance author. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is. It's like childhood sweethearts. They try dating. They go to college and things happen. And now they're back in the same space. Like typical second chance romance, but it was just like really fun. And I really love the family dynamic of it. I really love that one. And then there's an older, like I call them the OGs. So like the older romance authors. So there's Joanne Ross and she has one called Heron's Landing. And in that one, the heroine always had a crush on the hero. And then this new girl comes to town when they were kids and he ends up with her and he ends up marrying her. Oh, no. And then the, so they get married and the wife is in the army as like a nurse and she deploys and she dies. <gasps> so now it's like years later and they're back in the same town, the, the original heroine and the hero. And it's kind of like her chance. Like it's like not second chance, but is second chance. Yeah. Finally getting the chance. That sounds really good. And I loved it because I, I really like grief stories, which is weird, mm -hmm. but like some romance authors do grief really well. And he was grieving like I'm the one that's still alive. So it's not right for me to like move on and fall in love again. It was mm -hmm. just really beautiful, you guys. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm like yeah, writing all these down. That's like right up my alley. Yeah, that's that's an awesome recommendation. All right, so moving on to Forbidden Love. So oh, think okay. feuding families, Romeo and Juliet. It's one of the most famous love stories of all time. You have two characters that aren't allowed to be together. They're not supposed to have feelings for one another, but they just can't help it because love. <laughs> so, all right, what about this one? What do you guys think, Forbidden Love? I, I, one of my favorites. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have a fave. I was waiting on Jacqueline to be like, I hate it. No. <laughs> what about you, Glenn? You um, I like this one. Um, I haven't read too many though. Um, I do have, I think my, it's always like, is it taboo or is it forbidden? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's definitely both. Um, one that like immediately comes to mind on the edgy side is Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas, mm -hmm. um, which is Jordan um, is with her boyfriend, Cole, but then they end up moving in with Cole's father, Pike. And it's a really, it's kind of like a relationship between the dad and the girl. And then, but like a more tame version is like The Notebook 
by Nicholas Sparks. And I've never read the book, but I loved the movie. I was just going to say that. I've never read that book, but I love the movie. (laughs) I did love the movie. I mean, the actors in there, I mean, like hot. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you brought up the birthday girl because I think that's like a classic romance. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Yay! Yeah. And it's kind of slow burn. I remember reading it and I was like, I'm over mm-hmm. halfway through and nothing has happened. But once it hits though, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, okay, I still I'm remember here. the shower scene. <laughs> I still remember the edge of the desk scene or whatever piece of furniture that was. Like, wow. <laughs> and I guess it just depends like what people consider forbidden, you know? Yeah. I think that I do from the forbidden ones that I go for are definitely more on the darker side or like, you know, society deems them as like not normal. Yeah. (laughs) So birthday girl is definitely one of my favorites. And then the idea of you by Robin Lee. I love that one because it's actually flipped where the woman is like 39 and she starts dating a 20 year old in a boy band. So it also deals with like he's very, very famous. And so her life kind of gets put on blast and she has like a preteen daughter and they're like, oh my gosh, how could you do this to the daughter? And it's like, hmm, would you be saying that if this was a man that was dating a younger woman? You know, you probably wouldn't. Um, So I like that one. And then On the Island by Tracy Garvis Graves. So it's a tutor that it's only a couple years older than the boy that she's tutoring, um, but they get stranded on an island together. Um, And so he is old enough by the time any romance happens um it's not like underage or anything um but I really like that one as kind of like forbidden as well um because a lot of society wouldn't think that that's okay yeah that teacher (laughs) student thing yeah Brie what do you like this one I do okay but I don't well, I guess in a way I kind of do because I'm mean, like these again, <laughs> but I don't feel like I read a lot, but then I love siblings, best friend. And that's usually like a don't touch my sister kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but I went with priest by Sierra Simone. Okay. He's a Catholic priest. He obviously should not be getting it wow. on with Piper in the church, <laughs> <laughs> but he is. And it's so good. Uh, but it I just, love it. Uh, he became so the the hero we get his perspective like the entire book and his sister I don't want to give spoilers I don't think it's really spoilers he joins the church because of something that happened to his sister at the hands of another priest and he feels like I need to change the world by being a priest and being better and then in walks this girl Piper and she's gorgeous and changes everything and it's obviously he should not be doing the things that he's doing and it's it's wonderful y'all <laughs> you're talking about forbidden like that takes the cake it's yeah forbidden. I think I would love that <laughs> <laughs> I was like I think this is going on my TBR for today <laughs> yeah I'm so glad that you came on here Brie because there's so many that I feel like I was like, wow, why did no one tell me about these before? Because I really struggle with actually finding romances that I really enjoy. I think I was talking to Gwen during our like end stats where I've read a lot of romance this year, but I hardly liked any of it. Like, I feel like I'm trying a bunch 
but there's only very specific ones that are for me. And two that you've said so far, I'm like, I think that those are ones for me. <laughs> I just go to Bree's Instagram and scroll. I'm in the bookstore and I'm scrolling through her feed. Oh, what yeah. has she posted about that's lately? That's so smart. Yeah. That's I just, the one I need to get. <laughs> I'm always looking at her coffee. I'm like, Ooh, I want that coffee, but I want that coffee. <laughs> I'm like, book swear. You show it to the barista. Can I have this please? <laughs> Whatever is in it. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness I felt the same way last year at the end of 2020 I was like mm-hmm. I read a lot but like so I read like over I think like 250 books and I only oh had 12 God. five stars and I was like you rated 12 books five stars and you wow. read this much and that really bothered me so like I'm yeah. really trying to do better this year with like what I'm picking up and stuff I don't know yeah. Yeah. Did you have a lot of four stars and they just didn't quite make five stars or I'm trying to, I'm trying to be really selective. Five stars are like books. I'll be talking about six months from now. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's not it. I mean, and four and three stars, I don't think are bad. Right. I kind of treat my four stars. Like I used to treat five stars. So. All right. I have to like, butt in here since we're talking stats, Jacqueline, (laughs) you know, you gave me a hard time about my stats (laughs) and I have read 15 books so far in January. Oh my god. And only two of them are five stars. And wow. one of those five stars was a reread. I love when rereads are still five stars. Oh, they are. <laughs> love that too. Wait till you get to the end of the year, Gwen, and you're like, and I still only had two five stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, Jacqueline, this is not working for me. She's like, this sucks. I hate it. <laughs> No, but like, I definitely see the merit. I am very, you know, it's, I'm a mood reader. So how I'm feeling in the moment is how I feel about the book most times, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to really like say, is this going to be a book I'm talking about in six months? Is this a book that I'm like, everybody needs to read this book. So Mm -hmm. I am being harsher, obviously. We'll see if it stands up throughout the whole year though. And I'll do that with my read because I mood read too. So I'll put like you guys probably won't like this, but right now I needed it and it was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Or I think sometimes it matters on like, like for you, Gwen, love in other words, like you have a special like meaning for that or even all your perfects, like we have a special meaning Mm -hmm. for that. And so it really just depends, except I do get mad when I see people rate all your perfects, like one star and they're like, the character was so whiny. And I'm like, you don't even know. (laughs) I'm like, take that rating off of Goodreads. Next up, we have Love Triangle. This is when three characters are competing for each other's love and only two will pair off. This is a favorite romance trope for creating tension since the reader wonders who will pair off and who will be left alone. The ultimate trope to appeal to shippers, readers who like to pick a side and play matchmaker. And personally, I love this trope, but I don't think I've like really read hardly anything about it but anytime it like starts kind of like popping up in a book I'm like oh my gosh I really want this to happen and then it like doesn't or whatever but if if anybody has recommendations like I really want to read Love Triangle I think this happens a lot in thrillers too sometimes Mm -hmm. you know so I think that's one of the reasons why I really like like it it's like Jacqueline's thriller loving heart is showing yeah No, really, I feel like this is like every domestic thriller ever. And I love domestic thrillers and that must be why. I'm going to say like books like The Hunger Games, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Shatter Me, Twilight. Those all kind of fall under that umbrella, I think. But I'm going to recommend my favorite because a lot of people say that they hate love triangles. I remember there was like a couple years ago where people were like, I hate love triangles. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's because you haven't read a good one. Because when it's done, I mean, I've been there. (laughs) I've been in... 
I mean, I'm sure as people have been in relationships, you've been in that point where you haven't like picked the guy. You're like, but he has good qualities and he has good qualities. Oh yeah, but he does this. And you know, it's kind of like, yeah. you, it's, it's that point where you have to write a pro and con list. You know, yeah. you're in a love triangle. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite one of all time is One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It will always be a favorite of mine. Um, so this one, Emma Blair marries her high school sweetheart, Jesse, and they build a life for themselves far away from the expectations of their parents and the people of their hometown in Massachusetts. They travel the world together. They're living their life to the fullest, seizing every opportunity for adventure. Then this is where it gets tragic, guys. <laughs> on their first wedding anniversary, Jesse is on a helicopter over the Pacific when it goes missing. And just like that, Jesse is gone forever. So Emma quits her job. She's grieving, obviously. She moves home and in an effort to put her life back together, um, she starts working with her parents again and she bumps into an old friend, Sam. And this kind of goes to that second chance a little bit because I think they were mm. like, you know, friends in high school and stuff like that, but she ended up with the other guy. Um, but now she's with him. She's falling in love with Sam. They're engaged to be married. And Jesse's not dead. He's been, you know, working all this time to come back home. And now she's forced to pick between her husband, who she was married to, and her fiance, Sam. And she has to figure out like what she wants. And, and this, oh my goodness, it's like, huh. This is all in the back cover, guys. No spoilers here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is in the synopsis. Back, but it's on the back cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the synopsis. So it's not like I'm spoiling anything. So yeah. So you're just trying to find out like who is better for her, but in who to root for because obviously, and and you do get a little build up. I feel like it's more towards Sam. Like you get more of them with Sam because her husband does kind of die nearish the beginning. Um, but you're still like, okay, they had this wonderful life. But now she's in love with this guy. So like, what the heck? And the character is very confused. Like, what do I do? And yeah. I like the resolution and how it was handled. So my favorite. I love that one too. It was my first Taylor Jenkins read that I read. And I was just like blown away by the story. And after I finished it, I was like, all right, Alvin, if I was lost, <laughs> I was like, if I came back, would you pick me over your new wife? And he was like, no. And I was like, no, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> wrong answer. It, it was also my first Taylor Jenkins read. And oh, nice. I think that's why like, I love her so much. But when I read that book, I was like, anybody that says they don't like love triangles, read this and tell mm -hmm. me you don't like love triangles. Blink once for Jesse, twice for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, think I've I've only read Daisy Jones and the Six and Evelyn mm. Hugo. And I read Daisy and the Jones, Daisy Jones and the Six first. And okay. I was like, okay, this woman... I, it took me back to childhood and like E! True Hollywood days yes! and like MTV Diary, like yes! celebrity interviews. So I loved yes! it. Yes, Brie! And, and then I read Evelyn Hugo and I was like, oh my, this woman could write my grocery list and like exactly. include the pads and tampons yes. and make it sound good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I say when people like get down on Daisy Jones and the Six, I was like, okay, because it's bringing me back to go into the library with my best friend, scroll, like looking through Rolling Stones magazines, reading. Yes, exactly, Brie. I, like, I need to read to her backlist though. I do need to read her backlist. Yes. Oh, read it all, pen. except for Forever Interrupted. Don't read that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
notice. Or do inside with me, but go ahead. I, I even read some novella that it was like Yes, a, Evidence of the Affair. And it was yes. written in letters. Oh, I read it twice back to back. Oh my gosh, it was good. Um, okay, so my pick is this book called Back to Delaware and it's by Andrea Hopkins. Okay. And it is an interracial romance. The hero was like this Justin Bieber pop star that like, got his big break and went off and lived the pop star life like started doing drugs and sleeping with girls so the the girlfriend they break up she stays home she starts in those years that he's gone gets really close with his brother and so now that he's like out of the limelight and he's moved back home like he bought a house a couple of houses down from her she doesn't know that he's there at first because he's like life goes on when you're not here. Like I need to kind of sit back and watch it first. And yeah, like at the, you know, once he reintroduces himself, he sees that like, she's been hanging out with his brother and his brother's crazy about her. And what I loved about it was like, there was nothing wrong with the brother. Like you said, like you want to be able to root for both. And like, I was rooting for Delaware because he's obviously like her soulmate, like they're meant to be together, but his brother is also crazy about her too. And he's a good guy. Like he does nothing oh. wrong. So yeah, I had a hard time with this one. And then I was like, wait a minute, you read a good love trial girl. And I, <laughs> I found this one. So, nice. Yeah. I do nice. love that though good. when like, yeah, nothing is really wrong with either of them. Cause like that makes it just even more hard. And I like that. Like, I want to be struggling with like who I'm voting for in the book, you know? Yeah. That's how it was with one true loves because Mm -hmm. like her husband didn't literally nothing wrong. They have a wonderful life. They absolutely love each other. It's just that like his plane crashed and like he's dead, you know, and you move on without him. And then she moves home. I mean, after a while, like, it's not like she goes, she moves home and then like her and Sam are like instantly, like she's obviously grieving. They're kind of like, you know, they're old friends. So he's kind of like there for her to help her. And then, you know, it eventually turns into something. And then you find out (laughs) they're actually like at, in the very, I think it's like the first chapter is like, uh, or the first page is she's at dinner with her parents, like announcing like the engagement or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she, gets the phone call that Jesse's alive and I'm yeah. like what no oh my gosh <laughs> all right so this next one I'm going to talk about secret billionaire I'm just going to tell you right off the bat this is not something that even slightly interests me at all because I just I'm not into that lavish lifestyle like I don't have a lavish lifestyle I'm not attracted to the lavish lifestyle um, but I know some people love this so let's go ahead and cover it a billionaire or a member of the royal family um, is tired of their lavish lifestyle and they sneak out of the spotlight probably in disguise or something crazy like that and they run into someone who treats them as if they're an ordinary person and so <laughs> does anybody like do you, have you ever read any of these Jacqueline no I wouldn't. yeah I'm not this is not for me what about you Bree's like yes this is my favorite <laughs> I okay so I have one but it's I'm putting my own spin on it because I don't okay. really, nothing about the billionaire romances. And you see a lot of those in like Harlequins mm. attracts me. Like give me a cow, somebody that a cowboy that goes out and like works on his land with his yes. hands over billionaires <laughs> anyway. <Yes. laughs> but, so yesterday, actually, I read one. It's called Once in a Blue Moon by Sharon Sala. And it's actually part of a series, but obviously like it could be read as a standalone because i have only read this one and it's like the 10th in the series but the heroine leaves her douchebag husband and 
as she's leaving, because he was abusive and like, as she's divorcing him, he threatens her. He's like, mm. you know too much. He's like this big Las Vegas casino owner. And so she like, she grew up on, in Alaska. So she like leaves Vegas and she goes and lives off grid for a little while. Then eventually makes it to Colorado and then like hikes from Colorado to this small town in Georgia where the series is set. And she obviously like got money from their divorce and she like stashed it in like three different um, bank accounts, but she doesn't use it. So I was like, okay, here she is this rich lady, but she's literally just trying to live her life hidden. So he doesn't find her because she's not dumb. She's like, he's threatened me before we divorce. He's going to come look for me. And the only way that the money even comes into play is like in the book, at the end of the book, she uses it for good. Like there's a neighborhood mm -hmm. that the town just kind of abandoned and nobody did anything, but people live in it. And she's like, oh no, like there are mothers with kids here. Let me get this money and do right by these I people. I like that I idea. <laughs> so I was like, okay, here she is like this millionaire billionaire because of her old marriage, which was trash mm -hmm. and she uses it for good. So you know, yeah. there are spins out there. There's yes, spins. I like the yeah. spin idea. <laughs> you would probably like it, Gwen, because it's in Alaska or part yeah, of it. I know, is. I know. So I was like, I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one sounds pretty good. I would give that one a go. But yeah, it just, it's not something I've ever been drawn to, but I definitely know a lot of people out there look at it. But I know there's like a lot of, there's even, I think, a series called like Billionaire whatever. <laughs> so mm. if you're looking for that, sorry, we don't have more recommendations. You'll just no. have to Google it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think it could be like, if the world were different, it could have been like a nice escape. But for a while we were like, we don't need any more billionaires. Like there's mm. nothing fantastical about billionaires <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, if someone's a billionaire, they have a skincare routine that's more involved in mine. Can't be bothered. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, next up we have friends to lovers. This is when characters have known each other since childhood. They used to see each other as just friends and now they see each other as a potential love interest. This allows the characters to bond with each other as friends first, which allows them to be more open with each other without a physical relationship getting in the way. And I do have one recommendation for this. Uh, it's Eleanor and Gray by Brittany C. Cherry. And I loved it because it's like, it's so emotional. It's a childhood romance and they drifted apart because Eleanor lost her mom to cancer and um, it's also like a slow slow burn romance as well um, but like the characters were so great and like later on Eleanor and Gray like reconnect but he was already like previously married and there's like other bad things that happened um, that he's like grieving through as well and so it was just ugh, I, I really like that one <laughs> my friend uh, Chloe, she loves her. And I'm just like, you said it's emotional. Like I can't do emotional. But oh, I was crying my eyes I'm out. I'm going <laughs> to read. There's one called, I think, Southern Storms or something. I'm going to read that in February. That's my Brittany C. Cherry. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one is coming out. I think. Yeah. Is it new? I oh, think God. so. It's I new. think, okay. or it might be like part two to whatever that series is, I think. Yeah. But uh, just Eleanor is like mom and dad, like they had the like sweetest, coolest, just like marriage and they would like joke and have fun together. And so I was like literally crying that her mom oh. died. And then like, the, it even talks about like her dad grieving through the process. And oh my gosh, like I was 
bawling my eyes out during this anything book. that has to deal with like parents and dying and sicknesses oh, it just mm-hmm. hits and because you know i'm just like i don't want my mom and dad like no yeah well and see and I'm the opposite I was thinking more of like oh my gosh like what if like my own spouse died like how would I feel like how would I go about my day you know like that type of thing so I but I like the hard-hitting topics yeah you do yeah all right what about you guys do you like this trope I do okay (laughs) I do I I don't think I've read enough of them to be completely honest um so the only really other than like love and other words, that's kind of, you know, they're, we kind of talked about that before, mm-hmm. um, where they were friends and then they get their second chance type thing. Um, but this one I recently read another Christina Lauren, is anybody surprised to know? Um, so my favorite half night stand, I'm going to say just right off the bat, it wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't really enjoy it, but I have from writing my Goodreads reviews. I know a lot of people did. Um, so this one is Millie and four of her guy friends. Um, they're all professors and they've been friends for a while. Um, they're trying to get dates to this gala or something like that, a big event that their university is holding. And they decide we need to be on like Tinder. It's they, but they do it like on this IRL in real life dating site. And um, they decide to all make dating profiles and try to find someone because they've dated before like people and they've had sex with people but they've never had that like committed relationship so they all write dating profiles Millie ends up editing all of them and rewriting (laughs) all of the dating profiles for them um and she has this thing for her friend Reed which is one of the four guys and in she writes these great dating profiles for all of these guys but then in hers it's just kind of like lackluster and I think that's because she isn't the type of person that really wants to like be as open she has like her walls up and stuff so she writes this other dating profile under her middle name so like kind of like an alias name that really nobody knows about and her friend Reed who she actually likes ends up like a 98% match with her so she accepts him so that they could like see each other's profile and stuff like that and she messages him and um she blatantly thinks that her message is going to say ha 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 it was me that you know, I'm this person, but he doesn't catch on to it. So she messages him again. It's like, ha ha ha. He's definitely going to catch on that. It's me. Like, so at first she's not trying to string him along, but he's literally not picking up the clues, which is weird. Um, but she just keeps it going. And so basically she catfishes him for a very long time throughout. And because of just the catfishing aspect of it, there wasn't enough like true romance for me. And it was hard for me to root for them as like, it's like, so is he your friend? Like, would you, do you, would you want someone else to do this to your friend type thing is what I was thinking. And I was just like, this is horrible, but some people like it. If you don't look too deep into it, I guess, (laughs) but that's really my only recommendation. So I don't think I've read enough of it, but I do like, like I said, um other ones that kind of have this as like a small trope throughout Mm -hmm. so I don't have that many recommendations girl I like that book (laughs) (laughs) you did yeah I think think some people did yeah I I don't I think it was just because like the characters were all older they were professors and it was like one of those like I had you know been watching booktube and reading tons of YA and I was like finally like oh snap, like I'm reading characters that are like 
could be my age or older. Yes. I don't know. But and I, I, I just, it was my first romance of seeing like the whole online dating thing. And now yes. we're seeing that more. And mm-hmm. I just think that that's a fun spin, but yes. yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Like see, it. that's the thing. It had little aspects of it. Like I liked, like, I liked that they did the texting that kind of reminded me of like elementary school when it used to show you the character that was talking like type thing, how it was laid out in the book. So there were things about it that I liked, but as like a romance book, there was not enough romance there for me. Like I needed some romance. And it was, it I was think a enough. lot of readers issues is like a lot of their stuff is starting to feel more women's fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, okay, well, fine. Like I, I enjoy women's fiction, but if you're going into a book, especially for romance readers, if we go into a book wanting a romance and there's not a romance, like mm-hmm. we're were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I was with this one. And I was just pissed that like, she was catfishing him for so long. Like I get why, she, like I said, I get why she made the profile. I get that she initially started like, haha, I'll send him this funny message and like, he'll be able to pick up on the clues. But then like after she kept it going and then they were kind of having relations on the side, but she still wasn't telling him. I was like, this is not good girl. This is not good. <laughs> All right. So anybody else recommendations, friends to lovers? Uh, it's deep by Rosie Adams. So I mentioned that I was reading the follow-up to this one earlier and it's another smutty novella, but <laughs> the heroine is a romance slash erotica author and she gets a bad review. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this author is like not connected. Like what's going on? So she's like, I can't be this romance slash erotica author and like not, you know, be putting out authentic stuff. So she asks her friend, like childhood friend, like, let's be sex partners. So I have like inspiration. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Chef's kiss. It was so good. Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. I'm going to be reading this whole series, guys. When you, whenever you need something quick, and dirty but really good at the same time mm, like I didn't like go. it quick and dirty <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry sounds like I just found my new series <laughs> he's outside okay check <laughs> oh my goodness that sounds that sounds hot I'm in for it all right so what about being stuck together or forced proximity trapped together in a snowstorm forced to stay I'm with each other overnight on a road trip, stuck in an arranged marriage, whether they're sworn enemies or already attracted to one another. Um, They put these characters in the same place and let the drama ensue. What do we think about that? So I think I haven't read enough of these. Um, I think I only have like one recommendation, but when you said like stuck in an arranged marriage, I think that you and I, was it on your like most anticipated or something? But I think we had talked about an arranged marriage book that's coming out soon or you read or something. I don't remember, but I think I want to read more like that because I'm like so intrigued by that. I don't, I don't know. So I really do want to find more or find some, I haven't read any of arranged marriage. The other ones, eh, not a road trip. I don't think I'm a road <laughs> trip girl. I do like road trips, but anyway, I do like this in my thrillers like this when characters are trapped together, Mm because I like to see how they're going to overcome the situation. Same thing within romance. I really like them being trapped together. Um, So the ones that come to mind for me is The Bride Test by Helen Wong. 
have so much love for this series, y'all. Um, so in this, we have our main character, Kai, who has autism and he's been avoiding relationships, but his mother, of course, takes matters into her own hands and returns to Vietnam to find him the perfect bride. And she brings in Esme and she gets the opportunity to kind of, it's kind of like an arranged marriage type situation. Like she's hoping that he will have feelings for her and that it will develop into a romance and it is steamy it's good I just I really really liked it also you mentioned earlier on the island by Tracy Garvis Graves um that mm. like I said it falls into many kind of categories but this one they're stranded on a deserted island and you know they're there for a very long time weeks months and um all the kind of things that happen it's kind of like a survival um romance too um because there's tropical storms and dangers in the sea and stuff like that also, this one is, whew, it, it's really out there, guys. <laughs> Credence by Penelope Douglas. She is basically, um, her parents die and she's 17. So she's has to go live with her uncle um, in this like, in the wilderness of Colorado. And it's like right around winter time. So she's basically like trapped in this house because they live like out in the middle of nowhere. And she's trapped there with her uncle and like three of her cousins or two cousins. And it's just it's a wild ride. That's all I'm going to say. That's also slow burn. So if you're into that now, if you're looking for a YA recommendation, um, starry eyes by Jen Bennett. I loved that one. Um, so you have best friends turned best enemies. Zo um, Zori and Lennon, and they've been avoiding each other for unexplained reasons, which you find out when you read it. Um, but they go on this group camping trip and then, um, all of their friends leave. So they're stranded in the wilderness together and it's like camping and like oh you're figuring out why they're not friends anymore and it's like developing feelings oh loved that one so I actually obviously like this one I have a lot of recommendations <laughs> <laughs> um the only one that I have to talk about is also it's like one of the only kind of like hate to love books that I like and it's on honeymooners by Christina Lauren it's actually like the only book that I really like from them I keep reading them and I just don't I just don't vibe with them. Um, but this one is about Olive, who is the like sister. Her sister is getting or got married. And during the wedding, pretty much everyone got like food poisoning except for herself and um, like the groom's friend, Ethan, I think. And brother, yeah. Or it, it was a brother and sister. Yeah. So um, they end up taking like the honeymoon that the bride and groom were supposed to go on. So that's kind of like, they were like trapped into like, okay, here you take this and you're going to like Hawaii on this free vacation together. And then she like sees a future boss and then she tells a white lie and then they have to pretend that they're dating. So there's a couple different tropes in there, like fake dating, um, you know, hate to love. Yeah. And then also just like kind of being like stuck together on a vacation. But this yeah. one I actually did think was funny. And I didn't think that they were as mean at like to each other as some other hate to love. So that's no why pranks. That's I gave why. it, I gave it like four stars. So I do think that this one, most people I think would like, um, but that's it. I do not recommend Credence, by the way. I DNF'd that one. So sorry, Gwen. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I was doing a whole taste test with Penelope Douglas because I, I read Birthday Girl and Credence back to back. And so different. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I read Birthday Girl first, which I kind of wish I wouldn't have, but I was reading them yeah. like in publication order, you know? And um, yeah, loved Birthday Girl. I was like, oh my gosh. And then Credence was just, I was just like, wow, I think I like 
found out stuff I do not like. Yeah. I felt like I was on like the dark web it or was, something. It was, yeah, I did. I felt I was like, what kind of crap is this? Like you have to be real. Your mind has to be wide open to new possibilities to read that one. Yeah. I felt like it lasted for like, I think I made it to like halfway and I was like, I feel like I've been reading like a 700 page book. Like it's not ending. So I DNF'd it. Cause I just did not like yeah, any it. Yeah. Talk about a slow burn. Yeah. Isn't it a thick book? Is it a thick book? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've done Birthday Girl and I'm like, uh, I think that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the highlight so far. Yeah. <laughs> so I do second uh, The Bride Test by Helen Huang. Love Esme is one of my favorite heroines of all time. Like she leaves Vietnam where she was literally scrubbing bathroom floors and toilets for money she was a single mom so she leaves her kid and Kai wasn't really feeling it at first you know but I just god I just loved how she was determined like I'm here and I'm gonna make it like American dream like yes to the max in that book and Uh, I like how she went to school too yes she was like well while I'm here I'm here let me get educated (laughs) let me get a job I loved it it was like if you decide you don't want to be with me, I'm going to be just fine. I yeah. Thought that was so good. But then I also thought of Temporary Wife Temptation by J.C. Lee. And I guess like I love workplace romances because usually it's like, okay, we have to work together. Now we're kind of stuck together. <laughs> and the hero in that one, he they're both Korean. And the hero's grandmother and mom are plotting to like, marry him off to some rich family in Seoul and so that the families can come together for money reasons and he's like uh no so he meets up with the heroine and he's like I need you to like be fake engaged with me and she's trying to adopt her niece and of course they don't want to give you know her that adoption because she's a single working woman so she's like well I need you to you know they both have their motivations why the fake marriage needs to happen and then romance reasons happen and then they actually fall in love <laughs> it's cute yeah. and I mean it's part of the Harlequin desire line so if you're new to Harlequin like that is a really really good starter romance if you've never tried it nice you said that you like the office romances then you actually might like the hating game because that's like all office romance yeah, I need to try it, y'all. Yeah, 99% mine turned me so <laughs> Yeah, don't. I mean, literally, once you read The Hating Game, even if you don't like the story, the writing itself, like literally the words that she chooses to put on the page are like, how are we over here on this one? And she was way over here on the other one. Like, you will really think like, am I reading the same author? Okay, then we have soulmates slash bonded destiny. Characters who are meant to be together, whether there's a horrible misunderstanding or a natural disaster that separates them, soulmates and love stories always find a way to get back together. And I, one of my favorite books of all time kind of like fits into this trope and it's maybe in another life by Taylor Jenkins Reid um, because it literally is like the whole question is whether like a soulmate is a thing because it's about Hannah and it's kind of, I guess, magical realism or like 
alternate reality, her life splits into two and you read about Hannah over here going on like this path in life. And then Hannah over here going in another path of life. And so she's meeting different people, different, like good things are happening. Bad things are happening on both sides. And I literally, it's almost like one true loves where like, I could not tell you which side I liked better. Like, I, I don't know what relationship I wanted her to be in. You know, I was rooting for both different Hannah's and both different guys. And it was just, oh, it's so good. I love it so much, but it really is like, you know, are you wondering whether the person that you're with is the person you're supposed to be with? Cause like, you're just never going to know you like, you're not. Yeah. I liked that one too. That, and of course that book always reminds me of um, the two lives of Lydia bird, which I didn't really enjoy. I really loved maybe in another life, but the two lives of Lydia bird just didn't hit the mark, but it definitely explores that. Is there such thing as soulmates and where your life splits, like you're able to live this life and see what happens in this one. And then, you know, obviously in both options, there's good things that happen and bad things that happen. And you have to choose, like, I mean, in this case, she didn't have a choice, like which mm -hmm. option <laughs> she was choosing. Yeah. Um, but the one that I want to recommend is a YA sci-fi series, a thousand pieces of you by Claudia gray. It's the firebird series by her. Um, it's a couple years old, but I really enjoyed it when I read it. I think I read, I read all three, obviously, but I rated them all five stars. Um, but of course that was back when I was reading a lot of YA, but in this one, we have our main character, Margaret, whose parents are physicists and they create this ability to jump into different dimensions. It's like a device that they can use to jump into multiple dimensions. And, um, she, so her parents have, her father is murdered and the killer that, she assumes is the, is Paul, her parents' assistant. And so she starts going through these different dimensions, racing after Paul, and she leaps into other versions of herself. And then of course, Paul's life entangles with her and they become more familiar with one another. And then she kind of finds out like more about like what Paul's involvement is and is her father's death totally different than it came out like you know how it seemed and stuff like that so it's really about like paul and margaret are they soulmates or you know is something sinister more that sinister good i just wish it wasn't ya yeah and it's sci-fi so if you like sci-fi yeah that sounds like the twilight zone <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit and yeah and it really does go there every single book it's like different dimensions and you see how the different dimensions are different so that was kind of cool too because I really don't normally like sci-fi but in this mm -hmm. I really did so so I have two for soulmates y'all mm -hmm. okay so, <laughs> the first one is remembering a witch by Lauren Connolly and in this one the heroine is I think she's a college professor or something she's like walking on walking her dog towards the college campus and she like sees this guy sitting there and it's like all of a sudden her soul's like you know this person you've been in love with this person before oh wow and she doesn't say anything at first but they like introduce themselves to each other they get into a relationship and then through the rest of the story and it's a like less than 200 page book but through the rest of the story they find out that they were indeed like together years before it's a reincarnation story she's the reincarnation of an aunt of hers who was killed for witchcraft or being deemed a witch 
and they learn his involvement in it as well and it's just like their souls transcending time and finding each other again and I was like oh god like (laughs) I love it and the other one's kind of similar it's called Beyond Time by J.A. Armstrong and another I think she's like a college she's not a college professor she's like a news anchor woman she needs a break she's been working she's like worked to the bone and her assistant's like you need to take a break so she goes to a family cabin I think in like Maine or something something up on the east coast and she is like out rowing and she gets to this other island across from where the cabin is and she's like exploring she finds this old cabin she goes into it it's like empty no one's been in there for years and as soon as she walks in it's like she's walked through a like another dimension or something like it's all lit up and there's furniture and long story short it's another kind of reincarnation story she was in a relationship with a woman back in like the 20s when like the war was happening and obviously women couldn't be together during that time so her lover married this guy who went off to war and you know they both go through life not together and now in present day, they have found each other again. And it's that's awesome. so good. It was like one of my first like female, female romances. And I was like, yeah. oh, I love this. I loved it. So, yeah, so <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you, I knew she was going to have some good recommendations. My TBR has just doubled guys. <laughs> uh, I've been doing some digging. Okay. I have to do some digging. <laughs> I love it. So this next one, fake relationship, they're tired of being single or they pretend that they're in love to get out of an awkward social situation. In many fake relationship stories, it begins as a fake relationship but it turns into true love. So some of my favorites, um, Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. Of course, The Freaking Queen, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory, The Unhoneymooners, which of course we have beaten with a dead horse, like a dead horse, but Take a Hint, Danny Brown. I love this one. I love this one. And it's so hard to choose which one do I like better, but I don't have to choose. I love all the Brown sisters. Um, so this one, it's they're the friends and there's, he's doing a test of the security system or something. And she gets stuck in the elevator. He has to like, you know, hold her and carry her out of the building and everybody gets it on film. And then they have to like, they decide that, okay, let's work with this. You know, he's trying to um, take advantage of the publicity for a charity and she can't say no, she's like into it. So yeah, I just love it. And I love the little hashtag that they used Dr. Rugby and I just I loved it so much it was my favorite book last year so and then um Red White and Royal Blue is um it starts with a photo like of the um first son of the United States and the Prince of Wales like fighting and then because of that they have to do damage control so they're like no 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 we're really friends look we're you know BFF so really like that one and then the wedding date that's also at the beginning it's a little forced proximity because they're in an elevator and they kind of get stuck and Drew is on his way to his ex's wedding and he's like hey you want to go to the wedding with me and be my date and she's like okay so I do love this one. I don't think that I do like love this one. I do have a recommendation, but I feel like when I see a fake relationship in a romance book, it's not something that I am intrigued by, but the recommendation that I have is if I never met you and I, I, I really don't know how to say this name. And I think people said that it was 
Scottish. And so I'm just going to have the book linked down below. Um, cause I know that the way I say it is not right. It's totally wrong. Um, but this book I like because it's older characters. So it's about Lori who's 36 and she's been with her boyfriend, Dan for 18 years. And she has a talk with him about wanting to come off the pill so they could finally start a family and this freaks Dan out and he realizes that he never wanted kids and that he isn't happy with Lori anymore so they break up but guess what three months later he announces that he's with another woman and she's pregnant yeah so that like made me just furious but then it goes on to to be where Lori is actually like fake dating someone um I believe like in her office at work um so there's there's a lot of different storylines going on but I really enjoyed this one actually but a lot of people didn't and I think it is more like slow burn it's a lot more like adult mature topics and so that's why Mm -hmm. I liked it it's not as like you know, fun and, Luffy and that's not other sporting. romances. That's in the synopsis, guys. It is, <laughs> so yeah. It's that's, in the just, that's just the tip of the iceberg we're talking. Yeah, but oh my gosh, I was so angry. But anyway, I really liked Can this. Can you imagine as, like, 18 fake years and then like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's not really working out. And then just like literally turn around. Oh, you're with this other girl and she's pregnant. Awesome. <laughs> I just feel so bad for Lori too, though, because like you spent all that time being with someone and like, yeah, when you get to an older age, like your time is running out to have a family. And then for someone to just dump you and you kind of have to start from scratch and it's like time is running out like what I don't know (laughs) I I just yeah I liked it so I had two the first one is a fairly new release the first one was written in the stars by Alexandria Bellaflor and this one is a female female romance they actually went on a blind date and did not hit it off Mm. and then the sister the sister of so the hero I hate to say the heroine and it's like there's there's two females but it's Ellen Darcy and Elle is her brother works with Darcy and Darcy has this she has like this astrology business and Darcy and her brother are like really good friends and they have like this family thing and oh my gosh you can't come home again and not have somebody So they both have like their motivations for why they need this relationship to like, they need to pull it off basically. Mm -hmm. Same way with Darcy, like don't want to show up again and like be the only sibling that doesn't have someone. And it was just, I loved how like unapologetically they were both themselves, especially uh, Darcy. I loved her so much. And like all the little nerdy, like astrological stuff in there. I was like, (laughs) I'm loving this. (laughs) That's I awesome. love that. And then, so another one is kind of like the Unhoneymooners. It's called The Anti-Honeymoon by Bethany Michaels. And I read this one last year and I was like, nobody's talking about this book and it's so good. So the girl literally, like it's her wedding day and all she asked her fiance was like, my little found family, can they sit in the front? He has them sitting in the back because like they don't go with his lavish lifestyle. And so she's in the back getting dressed and one of her friends is like, you know, you don't have to do this. So she ditches him at the altar and she jumps into this limo and some kind of, I can't remember how, but like the hero of the story shows up and she's like, let's just go on my honeymoon together. And like, they have a list of things that she was going to do on her honeymoon. And he's like, let's do everything the opposite. So instead of like romantic dinner on the beach, let's do pizza on the beach instead of yoga like couples yoga let's do kickboxing Mm -hmm. and it was 
so fun. So it's like you kind of, if you like the unhoneymooners, like that vacation type romance, and if this wasn't hate to love, it's more like we don't know each other to lovers. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I think this is a um, kind of a trope that comes up in a lot of like Hallmark movies, like especially around Christmas time. Like, I can't go home alone again. Can yeah. you come with me? Or they'll like call a dating agency, like, hey, send me over some guy. Or they'll like ask some guy in their office, like, hey, you want to come home with me for the holidays? <laughs> and that just baffles me. Every time I read it, I'm like, are people's families really like this? Because yeah. my mom was like, you don't have to get married if you want. Like she told yeah. us that like all throughout my life. It's fine if you stay single. <laughs> so I'm like, are people's parents really like that? I know. In romance, it's a thing. Yes. Don't come home alone again. <laughs> okay, then we have Slow Burn. This focuses on a character-driven love story where that relationship takes some time to develop. A significant amount of development of the characters throughout the novel with romantic tension that builds and builds. Many readers claim this as their favorite trope because it lends itself to a believability factor and value is placed in small gestures rather than grand ones. And when that moment finally happens, it's pretty special. I know this is probably one of your favorites or it should be Jacqueline because that believability factor that you always need. Yeah. So a couple that I wanted to recommend, The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. Um, I thought it was pretty slow um, and I just thought it was kind of like perfect. It did have, they had like banter, but it wasn't like hate to love banter. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you're annoying type banter. Um, but I really liked that one. I also liked The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. I know some people didn't really connect with that, um, but it was also slow because they shared a flat and a bed, but they had alternating schedules. One was there during the day, one was at night. Is that believable? The fact that they did that? Probably not because there's sick days and things happen, but um, I like that it wasn't just immediately they're together just because they're sharing a bed in a flat. And then um, also a urban fantasy slash paranormal romance is the um, Fever series by Karen Marie Monning, I think is how you say her last name. Um, but the first one is Dark Fever. And that's um, Michaela's sister was murdered and she follows a clue and a message. Um, and she journeys to Ireland to ser search for answers. And there's kind of like powers and stuff and Fae. And I didn't get very far in the series, but it's definitely slow burn because like in that first book, nothing happens. <laughs> So you have to get a few books in. It's real slow. <laughs> yeah, I think that I do like this trope. I feel like I just don't, um, like I haven't read a lot that are just specifically slow burn. So like we said, Birthday Girl was kind of slow burn. And I even think that like On the Island is slow burn because it takes a while for a relationship to develop. Um, but then another one that comes to mind is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I felt like this one was definitely a slow burn, mm -hmm. but it's also telling a story. So you're kind mm -hmm. of like going through the life of Evelyn. Um, she's talking to a reporter and she's talking about how like in the 1950s, she left the show business and talks about like going all the way through the late 80s and all the seven husbands that she had along the way. But then it even talks about like a great forbidden love and stuff like that. And so that one I did think was slow burn, but in a different way and it was mm -hmm. done really well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have one that specifically... I mean, I think Eleanor and Gray was slow burn too. So I know that I do prefer those. I don't like to jump into a romance book and all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, like you're just like the best person in the world. Let's date. Like I'd rather have it be 
slow burn, which is weird since Alvin and I met and got married in six months. Like, yeah, it's fine. Everyone no slow burn <laughs> happening there, guys. Yeah. No slow burn for that. <laughs> I think, I think me and my husband made it to like nine months. I think oh, we got that's married so cool. in like nine months. <laughs> that's so cool. I love it. It's, love to see so it. Weird looking back. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should have like gone real wrong it. yeah it's like how do we not know they're not murderers like yeah. <laughs> okay so I had two the first one was 10 rules for faking it by Sophie Sullivan which I think it came out at the beginning of January it's a new release and it's slow burn just because like the, the heroine has social anxiety she like spills over the radio. She's like a radio producer. It reminds me of that old show, Frasier. She reminds me of Roz. Oh, nice. And she's like, her girlfriend's like on um, like the radio host and she like doesn't realize they're still recording and she like spills. So she walked in on her boyfriend with another girl <gasps> and she's like, we're on the air. Oh and my so, gosh. So it becomes this thing. The city's like, oh my gosh, we have to like hook her up. And old ladies are like, I have a son. She can go on a date. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It becomes this whole thing of like, her going on these different dates and like the guy that owns the station is the the love like the love interest of the story and so the whole most of the book is watching her go on dates with other people mm-hmm. and then act them spending time together at work and eventually realizing like this is my person like I don't need mm-hmm. to go on any more dates he's right here so I really like I saw some reviews like some people are like oh I DNF'd it and I'm like you have to just stick with this book because it's so good yeah that reminds me of um Josh and Hazel's guide to not dating where they're setting each other up on these like blind dates but then obviously like they're the ones that are supposed to be together (laughs) and then my other one so this one's kind of tough y'all so if anybody reads it pick a day where you have nothing going on I started it at like six in the morning and I was like I'm not putting this book down until I finish it because if I put it down I probably wouldn't pick it back up mm. and that's Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan oh it I is not tough it's got a very sexy man on the cover <laughs> yeah. it is such and it's a slow burn because she's with somebody else and he's abusive and I mean you experience the abuse and then she gets the man she's supposed to be with at the end of the book but it is beautiful that's going on my list I know Brie (laughs) I told you she's coming with a wreck oh my gosh that sounds awesome I was I was pissed I wanted to throw the book yeah the slow burn is so worth it because at the end it feels like you like let go of this breath you've been holding that you didn't realize and she's happy that's awesome I love any books that like really, whether you want to like throw the book or you want to cry or whatever, like anything that brings like really strong emotions. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Okay. It's going on my list. (laughs) So now let's just go ahead and talk about those taboo romances, darker stories that deal with controversial themes and topics like age gap, slave master relationships, et cetera. I do like these, but again, I probably haven't read enough. Um, And I have to be in a certain mood for these because they do get dark. Um, The first one that I ever read that really did kind of make me know that I do kind of like this is Tears of Tess by Pepper Winters. And this is where Brax and her boyfriend, it's their two year wedding anniversary. And he surprises her with a romantic trip to Mexico. And she is kidnapped, drugged, stolen, and she's forced into a world of darkness and terror. 
and it's actually part of a trilogy. I think it's a trilogy and I've read the first and second book, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's dark because you're there for all of it. Is this the one where I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me this before? And you were like, you're not going to like it, Jackie. <laughs> Cause it it's, sounds like something I would like. It's, it is, it's really dark. I, I don't like, that. I don't, I, it's like, I don't like recommending books this dark to people because I'm mm-hmm. like, when I'm like, oh, I really liked this book. And then you read it, you're like, dude, she likes some dark stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those that you're like, I, I really like this, but I'm not telling anybody I liked it because oh. they're going to be like, whoa, dude. I feel like I would like it because I do like really dark things. Oh, we need a reading vlog of Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. But yeah, Tears of Tess by Pepper Winters. Yeah. Well, my recommendation is kind of, yeah, like dark slash wrong, like some, and yeah, like I put it on, it was my favorite book of 2020. And I even got a comment just the other day that someone was like, you know, I respectfully disagree with you liking this book. And I was like, you know, that's fine. I know that this is a very controversial subject but all the ugly and wonderful things is about a very young girl that has a friendship first with almost like a guardian type figure um and then eventually they do start having a romance but she still is underage um and I know that some people think that there's like grooming involved and I really think that yeah it just really depends like I don't have a daughter myself other people don't like it because they think of their daughter being in that situation. I picture myself as like a 14 year old in that situation. And I always wanted to get like married really young at like 16. And I was always way ahead of my growth compared to everyone else. So I had like an adult body at the age of 14. I know the character doesn't in this book, but in my own experience, like I didn't view it as something that's like really bad. And then also from where the character wavy where she's coming from is way worse than what we're talking about. Um, and so, yeah, you really have to like look that one up and make sure that you're okay with reading it. Um, but I do love that one a lot as my like taboo romance. So mine, I don't read a lot of dark romance. Mm. <laughs> is it because you're not drawn to it or because you're like scared? You're like, no way. See, cause like yeah, we, Jacqueline so- and I don't have kids. You have children. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you're like, I can't read this age gap stuff. I, I'm just like, I'm not getting kidnapped. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's, we like thrillers too. So we're like, yeah, yeah kidnapper. <laughs> yeah. I always like, all of my the, my girlfriends that read dark romance will send me like the comments they get on their videos and I'm like y'all are some of the bravest people ever because I don't know how much of that I could deal with and like handle it with grace like they do yeah. because you know people that watch YouTube and comment on Instagram they're not always nice and they're gonna vote, voice their opinions and when you get into those darker stories they're like mm-hmm. oh my god it's like how dare you recommend this and it's yeah. like whatever people want to read it, it is what it is but I so when I want taboo I read Jessica okay she is if you pull up her website all it just all it says is Jessica sad it's like she leaves you satisfied that's it Aww. they're short they're like less than 60 pages most of the time and my first by her was called the farmer's daughter so (laughs) homegirl turns 18 she's an adult now she can go have sex now and one of her dad's 
farm hands she's had a crush on forever. He's obviously older than her. So like there's that age gap mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, okay, I'm an adult now I can do this. But then he hires this other guy too. And homegirl's like, I'm not going to be with either one of you unless I can have both of you. At the same Ooh, time. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's, wow. that's what you get when you go to her. It's like, and if she does have some like darker novellas, but mm-hmm. um, I really, I really like her. If you want something again, quick and fun and dirty taboo, yeah. if she's my go-to. And I also like Frankie Love. I started with her Way to a Man's Heart series and they're all like, food pun titles like the first one is pizza my heart <laughs> oh yeah I think I have heard someone talk about that before you probably have yeah. they are the best trash 40 pages that you could you know oh indulge yourself in. but yeah I mean I, I love it I give me something quick taboo and I'm all over it but Man, food I can't and really do yeah I can't do the dark stuff just yet I aspire to but like I haven't made it there yet. I read one, what I would consider dark romance. And I was like, I can do one of these a year. Yeah. Have- you ha- like I said, you have to be in a mood and you almost don't want to recommend. Cause like there are obviously trigger warnings, like all mm-hmm. over dark romance, like all kind of crazy stuff. And then what's triggering for me may not be for someone else. And yeah. you know, it's just this, it's this downward spiral. So. And I feel like, I don't think I've, I've read like any of the like kidnapping that type of, of books yet that's why I want to read yours Gwen um but mine have been more like age gap like kind of what you were talking about Brie and so that's like more of the taboo that I go for that I know that I like Um, I'm not sure how how dark I would be able to get yeah because Credence Credence was just really weird to me so that's why I didn't like that one yeah um but I've definitely read a couple of these but that's always the one that sticks in my head I think I liked it the most because not only I mean the first book is probably the darkest in my opinion on um, the second book is you know it continues on and stuff like that but um yeah that well I mean no it has some really dark stuff in book two too <laughs> but I mean yeah. there's some really dark stuff that, <laughs> let me just yeah. say it is it is dark that's all <laughs> See, I get confused because like I read I'm, I'm trying to read more paranormal this year but I do love titles that I wouldn't consider paranormal but I wouldn't consider dark. And I I think people say dark because of like what happens in the book. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't consider it necessarily gothic either. But like Sierra Simone has this series called the Thorn Chapel series. And there's a lot of taboo stuff that happens in it. It's in this old like house in like the English setting, like all these American kids, they go over there and they're like, their parents grew up together and you know they know who each other are kind of thing but like she puts a lot of like mythology and religious symbols in there and it's dark it's a dark tone series but like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's dark because of like there's no kidnapping or anything right really sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So which romance books or romance authors do you think deserve more hype? So I just want to do a plug for an entire line of books. So Harlequin has their dare line and it is discontinuing this year, which makes me very pissed off. And I don't know whose doors I have to knock down on to find (laughs) out why they probably wouldn't listen to me anyway. I'm trying very hard on Instagram to like, let them know I'm not Mm -hmm. happy about it, but I think a lot of 
what people, I think they do a good job of like replicating their lines based off what they see other people enjoy. And a lot of what's popular is the stuff you find on Kindle Unlimited, right? The fun, sexy contemporaries. And that's what you find in this line. So I'm like, why is it going away? So I'm just trying to like push it in people's face as much as possible because once the summer hits and they stop it, you're not going to get any more. Mm-hmm. And in the States, it's only available to us via ebook, but you know, you can obviously check book depository over in Europe. It's called Mills and Boone. You can check their website. And I mean, these are really good books and I'm just like, I want to plug it as much as possible. For yeah. Us. Yeah. I have seen you talk about that on Instagram. My problem with more like indie and more like Harlequin series and stuff like that. Like I, some of these sound amazing. Like I would totally love them, but I'm such a traditional traditionally published girl like if I don't get it in print if I don't get it I never pick up my e-reader I mean it's so rare that I pick up my e-reader now I know some people that love their e-reader like they don't read any other way Mm -hmm. but for me I don't have it (laughs) staring me in the face all the time I'm not going to get to it even if I had it you know on my e-reader um, so I think that's part of the problem with me with some of these romance that I don't really read about, or there are certain authors that they're only published that way. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm never going to get to you. So I'm going to try though, to get better about it. But. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I have a Kindle paperwhite and I have my iPad and I very rarely pick them up unless I have like a smutty novella day. <laughs> <laughs> But she wakes mean, up and she's like, mm, feels like a smutty novella day today. <laughs> it does. But yeah, that's my plug. I just, yeah, I want people to give them a try. Nice. Do you have any romance books coming out this year that you're super excited for? Yes. So Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins, it releases in February. She was my first historical romance author. If you've never read historical romance and you want to try it, try Beverly Jenkins. I'm really looking forward to The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai, I think is how you say Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I know that is like a book of the month pick, so some people probably already have it. I don't. I'm really wanting The Heart Principle by Helen Huang whenever she decides to release it. I know, it's moved so many times. Like, just please (laughs) give us the book. (laughs) And then uh, one of my all-time favorites is Naima Simone, and she has a small town romance coming out called the road to Rose Bend. And I'm excited because I'm like, she's written some pretty sexy stuff. So like to see her <laughs> writing a small town, I'm, I'm intrigued. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We talked all about our anticipated releases from like January through April. And then we're going to do more like two, probably two more um, episodes of all of our releases. So if you missed that, you'll have to go back and listen to that episode. It was a really like fun episode, lots of books that we're looking forward to in there. But have you heard of The Marriage Pass by Brianna Cole? I want to read that one so bad. It, you have okay let me let me pitch it to you because I I saw this and I was like oh my gosh Jacqueline I read it and Jack was like oh my gosh let me pre-order yeah I, I okay, added it so. to my list yeah okay. so the mirror chest by Brianna Cole I'm like trying to turn everybody onto this book okay so you have um the husband and wife that are happily married and on their one-year wedding anniversary they decide to give each other a pass mm-hmm. and so they can do whatever their darkest desire is the man decides this is his opportunity to sleep with his wife's little sister. <laughs> Can you imagine this right now? 
how does this turn good? (laughs) How does this turn good? Like, I just can't. I'm so excited. The cover is stunning. That orange is popping. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited for it. I have not heard of this book until now. Oh my God. No one, no one, like I'm looking at all the, you know, because I look at other people's anticipated too, in case I missed something. And I've been, no one's talking about this book. We need to spread it. Brianna Cole, The Marriage Pass. Let's do this. (laughs) It's a gorgeous cover. Like usually like, oh, because someone saw that cover and they were like, "Mm, that ain't happening. No, this, the cover is gorgeous. Like I'm so excited. It's probably... I, Taylor Jenkins Reads has a book coming out. Riley Sager has a book coming out, but this one out of nowhere, I am hyped for this one. <laughs> I am hyped. In the notes of today's show, we will have a link to all the books we mentioned in today's episode and a link to the article from Oprah Magazine that lists 125 Black-owned bookstores. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books that we talked about in today's episode, we recommend shopping from one of these stores. And she has it broken up by state as well, but of course you don't have to shop from your state because shipping is crazy. However you get your book, but yeah, I'd like people to shop from this list. There's lots of bookstores there. Thank you so much for coming on air with us today. We had so much fun chatting romance with you. Again, make sure you guys check her out. Her links will be in the notes of today's episode. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Looking ahead, what do you have going on? I know you've been working, but I know you have some days coming up that you're going to be off what Mm -hmm. do you have planned for those days um so mostly just kind of like filming and editing getting ahead because I I have still been doing four videos a week two on my book channel and two on my main channel even though I'm working full-time and I've been able to like keep up with it and I think it's also just because I've been really trying to focus on like self-care also so my last week when I had my two days off I did like one very productive day And then I did one day where I did a social media detox. And so I was able to like read and clean and like feel like I was being productive and not spending hours like on TikTok and like stuff like that. So I think I might do that again these two days. Um, And then I'm also super excited for the like Galentine's Day party that we have coming up in the book Oh my gosh, I am so excited for that too. Yeah, Yeah, I was wondering how your social media detox went. Sounds like Mm -hmm. it went good. And it sounds like you're adjusting being back at work now. I know you were a little hesitant going in, but I think we have like fun things on the horizon. Like you said, Galentine's, I'm so excited. I know. It's just going to be like a girl's day, you know, I know. And but like I have with not... so many of our friends. Yeah. I haven't drank alcohol like since <laughs> I started doing the whole 30. And so it'll be, it's not going to be totally 30 days. It'll be like 28 days by the time February 6th rolls around, which is when our Galentine's thing is. And I literally cannot wait for that taste of alcohol in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had anything thing either since our Rex by the bottle yeah so. yeah so that was the last time I did too so. yeah so I've been holding off with you and it's yeah. fine Can't wait. Um, <laughs> so lately I've just been really into puzzles um I'm oh, kind right. of the weather here hasn't been the best it's been really 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 cold mm-hmm. um so I haven't been able and even when I do go outside like the sun has not been out it's just been gray and cloudy even if it's not raining or storming or whatever um and we haven't had snow yet we had a few spring a few flakes but Mm -hmm. that was it it lasted like two seconds I was so excited at first because if it's going to be cold I'd rather it just snow so I have been kind of hit with 
getting that kind of like depressing, I'm so sad type thing. So what I've been doing to get out of it is staying busy with reading, doing puzzles, making Mm -hmm. new recipes, um, which I I love sending that stuff to you. I'm like, look, (laughs) I made a new recipe. So yeah, so I've been trying to stay busy um, inside and we recently got Charlie groomed, which it's been a while. Like, I think she was... I think it was before she was like one year old or right around when she was one year old, we had her groomed and we didn't really like that experience. Um, Cause this is the first time we've ever had a dog that could be groomed. Like she mm-hmm. has hair instead of fur. Um, but then we recently got her groomed and she looks like, <laughs> she looks like an adult dog now. Like she was a puppy yeah. before, but now she looks like, it's like, <laughs> you're an adult now. <laughs> I was like, is this how people feel when they give like their child, their first haircut? Uh, yeah. I think a lot of times because they're like cutting off like their baby curls and then yeah, so yeah, so she looks very different, same personality, same craziness, but yeah, so that's all I've really been up to. That's what happens like during this time of the year. I mean, I am glad that I did go back to work because I've been putting like kind of like my drive into work. And so, yeah, I actually, I haven't been like overly stressed and I've been enjoying like going back to work because it's kind of really put me like on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also had a really good week with reading. I've been listening to audiobooks and getting a lot of those done. So I feel like very productive, which in turn makes me feel very good when I'm not productive. I don't feel good about myself. So it's good that I'm like busy right now. Yeah. I feel like the beginning of January, I was very out of sorts. The Mm -hmm. holidays were over, like you Mm -hmm. had just left. And like, I don't know, I was just kind of like in that mood where I was just like, not feeling it. But then the second half of the month, um, I've been feeling a little bit better. I've been a little bit more productive. Like you said, I've been sticking to a schedule and stuff like that. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's worked out. Today on Talk Bookish to Me, we discussed things we like and don't like in romance books and offered several recommendations. Shout out to Deja for sending in that topic. And again, a huge thanks to the queen of romance, Brie, for joining us on today's show. If you'd like to recommend a topic for us to discuss in a future episode, reach out to us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. We're still asking everyone to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and continue sharing the show with your friends. As always, we'll be back every other Monday for more bookish talk. Come back and join us again in two weeks where we're going to have another guest on air with us discussing Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.